to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 on the Faith FM network. And you are joined by Danuta and my fabulous co-host Lawson Lawson. Good morning. We have another day. It's the end of the week. It's all gone so fast. What are you grateful for this morning? Oh, I am grateful for so many things, Danuta. My mom graduated yesterday. I talked about that on the show earlier that she was graduating that day. Yes. But she graduated. How did she, that go? she walked the stage. I got to the hall like five minutes before she walked. Oh, so I was like, well, at least I was really sore, praising like, God. Wow, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, got to see her walk and I was standing up the top, you know, like, woo. Like, you know, you're making a big noise and everything. And everyone turned around and looked at you, I bet. No, no, no. Oh, man. The <laughs> place is packed. Like, everyone who comes up, there's the families making noise. And so it's just, you gotta, you gotta make, you gotta make big noise. Like, you gotta go hard, you know, really, really support your, the people you're about. And uh, then we had lunch after, spent some time together. Also got to see my little sister who has, she's a bit of a gallivanter. She lived in Canberra doing her degree for a couple of years. She was living in Melbourne up until she, she just moved to Sydney. Mm. And then she came up for, for mum's graduation. Oh, so wow. That's so out. good. This is, this is like a really nice time of like family <laughs> spending time together and also celebrating like an amazing achievement. So absolutely. Just, yeah. Really awesome for her. And I guess, yeah, lots to look forward to for me of, you know, the future of graduating from my degree. Absolutely. Kind of and your mum must be stoked that it's all over. But did you guys get some good family photos together? Yeah, too, of course. We've got family photos where we're like all like hanging over her shoulder. She's in the middle and nice. then we're all like looking down at her. And just like, just really cute stuff. Like it was really, really good. And it, it was, it was a really special moment for her. I mean, she, like, I think my mum is, is a gun in terms of she has worked in so many positions as an accountant and whatnot, but fully like self-taught and unaccredited. Yeah. And now based on her experience and then getting this degree done, she, she has a, a master's in business, business and accounting. Fabulous. Coming up on our show today, we have our interview with Michael Cook from Creation Ministries International. That should be really fabulous. In our new segment, we're looking at endangered flowers and also false convictions. And mm. our Bible study time that happens after the eight o'clock news, we're looking at mission to the unreached and faith on earth. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We love laughter here. We love happiness here. We love good news here, don't we, and Faith FM. So a huge welcome and good morning to everyone Australia-wide. We have our first quiz question, last of the last five for this week. Yeah, for, mate, we are spinning the wheel. We are spinning the wheel at quarter to nine today for the That's prize. That's right. So, guys, get ready for this one. Our amazing prize for this week, by the way, is the Revive Cafe Cookbook number eight. You absolutely want to get in the draw for this one, and these are some of your final opportunities. Here we go. What word is missing two times in this passage? So it's a bit of a fill in the blank. So they said to him, in blank of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, but you blank in the land of Judah are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. That's Matthew chapter two, verse five and six. Let me read that again. In blank of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, but you, blank, in the land of Judah, are not least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who's sh- who will shepherd my people Israel. Now, both of those blanks are the same word. Are the same word, yeah. And, and you've got to try and remember the whole passage there because there's right. a lot in there. But if you think of Matthew 2, what the theme might be, that gives, that 
that's the clue we're giving today. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's kind of related to around celebrations this at this time. time. You know, <laughs> have a think about it. Hey, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to text. If you know the answer to that one, you'll go into the draw. As I said, for the amazing Revive Cafe Cookbook number eight. You're listening to the Breakfast Show this morning. Oi, where are we going? Where are we going? We're saying good morning, a special good morning to our listeners in Jindera in New South Wales on eighty eight point FM. Do you know when Jindera nope. is? Okay, <laughs> Jindera. It's, it's about 15 kilometres northwest of Albury, Wodonga. Ah, and okay. So it's a really quite a small town, really. Yeah. And um, it's along, yeah, the Great Hume area, you could say. Mm. Um, and, you know, in the 2016 census, we don't have the results here for the 2021 census, but 2016, the population was around 2,200. In fact, 2222. Residents. Oh, 2,222. <laughs> That's it. Isn't well, that so cool? Hopefully it stayed that way because it's cool. You know, hopefully there's been no babies or no death. Hopefully, actually, maybe now it's 3333. Three, three. <laughs> or, or, or unfortunately it might be 1111. Yeah, one, one. no, no. But, well, hey. a lot of people would have moved out to the small country towns, so maybe that's one of the ones that actually ah, gained. Like, after, sure. you know, post-COVID, everyone oh, kind of yeah, moved absolutely. out of the big cities. No, they're, they're definitely oh, rocking 3333 three, three, three now, 100%. Hey, absolutely. well, shout out to everyone from Jin. Dara, if you're from that area, let us know, 0491-064-669. Yeah, let us know what you love about the area, what took you there, how long you've been living there even. Just let us know a little bit about Jindera. We've already got lots of texts coming through. We've already got answers to the quiz questions. But Freco also says, hi, Shell. What about, hey, what about Danuta and Lawson? But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) you must be a favourite, I think, Shell. But look, I just want to say here, Shell does an exceptional job. She keeps the place ticking. Over, like keeps, she keeps, keeps the, the lights on, keeps the, that's keeps the right, the mics songs, on, everything coordinated. She's a great DJ producer, yeah, producer Shell, we call her here. So, hi, Shell. I'm so happy to have Faith FM back. It's like a friend I missed. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, so like, I think in particular, I know that because, and there, it's really amazing that we do these shout outs and whatnot because we've got little stations. All over, all over Australia. Australia broadcasting. That's yep. that's how our radio is set up. And unfortunately, some of those stations go down sometimes, and that was the case for Freco. But they've got it up and running again and broadcasting powerfully in Freco's location. So shout out, Freco. Thank you for being a listener to the show. And also, as well, shout out to you guys who listen, who support us and who are interested in receiving positively different radio. Absolutely. And if you want to send us a good morning or happy text that you'd like to encourage us here, text us in on 0491-064-669. Let us know what you like about Faith FM. Let us know what mm. you like about The Brecky Show. We'd love to hear from you, even in this busy time of the year, as people are going crazily shopping for Christmas. When I say crazily, I mean I mean in a good sense, but yeah. everyone's really, really busy at this time is what I mean by that. Yep. Okay. Some good and amazing news that really it. caught my attention. Uh-huh. Okay, yesterday we had Rod Bailey here on agriculture and Gun. gardening, yep. hay, and just fascinating stuff. So here's something about plants as well. We're talking about endangered flowers. So there's a pair of endangered flowers called, catch this, I thought this was an interesting name, corpse flowers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So when we think of corpse, you think of, you know, death Uh, sort of thing. But in fact, corpse (laughs) flowers are not that. And they've actually bloomed at the same time. So what are corpse flowers? It's it's the more common name for, um, for what is called the, catch this, amorphophallus titanum. 
I hope I said that right. Amorphophallus uh-huh. titanum. Did you get that? Amorpho. <laughs> Amorpho. Phallus. Yeah. Titanum. So anyway, yeah. The, the simpler name of that is Titan Arum. Mm. And there's several species of these. Mm-hmm. Now, the, they're a flowering plant of the Aracae family. And they're a cluster of flowers that are arranged at the base of the stem of a plant. So they're composed of the main part of the branch. You know, mm. when you see a main part of the branch growing up and then you get the flower coming right off that. So it's not like, you know, our typical kind of flowers that you get all these different stems mm. and all the different leaves and everything. It's from one main part of the stem mm. and it's determined it's, it's, it's timing is very particular as well. Now here's the thing. It, the, this particular form that they've actually, that has flowered and this is in Japan, the Titan mm. Arum, is actually a giant plant. It's actually got the world's biggest flower, mm-hmm. right? So here's the thing. In Japan, they had two corpse flowers that blo- bloomed in May at the same time in the Japanese bot- botanical gardens. Yeah. And so it, what that means, uh, if anyone understands, so, you know, in this, this area of flowers and stuff, they would, if you've got both plants going at the same time, it means they could actually pollinate naturally. Ah. Right? Okay. So this is really significant because here's the thing. The result is that one of the corpse flowers has actually now fruited with, catch this, 736 seeds critical to preserving the plant. plant. I, I'm looking at pictures of it Isn't right it fant- now. Yeah, can you yeah. see that? Yeah. Like, it's just, it looks like one big mega mushroom it's that's green and purple. It's literally huge. It's literally, it is like, I'm looking at a photo of one of the workers in this particular garden yeah. standing next to the flower. It is taller than them. Absolutely. It is a ginormous flower. Ginormous flower. Now, if you look at the seeds, check, check out this picture here. Yeah. They're all these red seeds like placed together it almost like looks like a massive cherry tree you know, yeah. where, where all these cherries are stuck together so here's the thing in may the female plant produced small um small blooms for eight days before the male plant actually produced an in, enormous bloom and so it meant then that the workers could actually pollen mm. um put pollen from the first one and used it to pollinate the second plant and in November, the plant then fruited and they actually collected these over 700 mm. seeds, which is incredible, isn't it? Mm. Because here's the thing also that to cultivate these, you can only succeed, it can only succeed if the flower actually has the opposite sex. It's a mm. bit like, you know, kiwi fruit, mm. apparently, or is it avocado plant? One of those two, if, if not both of them, you know, for them to work, work well to actually produce the fruit, you need the male and the female plant. Yeah, wow. You know, and I just thought, even when I was reading this, how has God even created, you know, uh, plants and trees and things like that, that it still needs a male and female. Like, you know, should we be doing like like plant wedding services or something, you know, like, (laughs) yeah, look, I don't know. Do they partner for life? Maybe not. Yeah. I I don't don't know, but interesting, isn't it? Now here's the thing. The last time that the Japanese botanical gardens did have one of these Mm. plants flowers flower was back in 2012 and that was only one, but they weren't able to pollinate it. And so they were trying to artificially pollinate it. Mm. And of course it wasn't working for them. Now these, here's the thing. These plants are often seen in rainforests or Borneo and Sumatra in the Indonesian islands. They produce these huge, blo- huge blooms at random intervals over the years as well. Mm. My mind went to the verse in Romans 1 verse 20. 
Yeah. It says this, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes mm. are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. And here's mm. the thing. We have the Bible. We have God's written word. But the second Bible is often referred to as God's creation, mm. as in nature. Mm. And right here, I thought that's exactly what we're seeing here, that God's creation, God's naturally, God's creation is naturally producing in its own self um, in such a beautiful and powerful way. Right? You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM positively different and it has come time for our next quiz question please lawson yeah here we go guys true or false simple one to send in a t or an f true or false in the new testament jesus explained that just as the israelites were healed of their sickness by looking at a snake on a pole all of the believers today can be saved from the sickness of sin by looking to Jesus' death and sacrifice on the cross. True or false? Now, the, the clue is, or the hint, I should say, is that it's uh, it's relating to some words that he shared in John chapter 3. Mm. So, if you know the answer to this one, hey, 0491-064-669. Again, that number is 491 0491- Zero six four six six nine. If you get this correct, you will get a chance in the draw that will be at eight forty five this morning to win, to win. Sorry, the Revive Cafe Cookbook number eight. We want to give that to you absolutely for free. Um, an amazing Christmas present that you would love to have. But again, true or false? In the New Testament, Jesus explained that just as the Israelites were healed of their sickness by looking at the snake on the pole. All believers can be saved from the sickness of sin by looking to Jesus' death and sacrifice on the cross. 0491-064-669. And the exciting thing is that you've got 50% chance of getting it right. That's right. That's <laughs> so right. text one in and you're likely to get that's it right. That's right. Even just send a T or an F, guys. We're that, making it easy for you guys. That's right. Yeah, yesterday it was like E or N, wasn't it? Yeah, like yeah. for Ezra or Nehemiah. That's but right. anyway, we're simplifying. Hey, just before you go on to your new segment, I just want to add to that the reason that the the flower is called the corpse flower, of course, is because it, re- it releases a chemical smell that actually attracts pollinating insects and it smells like rotting meat. Which wow. explains. <laughs> I definitely want to put one of these in my room. You know, you were talking about growing plants yesterday. Hey, is that to keep people away? We, you were talking about growing plants yesterday, you know, just putting yeah. a pot plant down. I'm going to go get myself a a amorophilus titanium uh, to titanum and I'm going to chuck it you know in my dorm room um, should, and should where are be... you going to sleep outside as no, well because no, the smell I'm going em- to embrace it you know and I'm going to become the most repulsive person at my uni oh, <laughs> that's so funny anyway where are we going with your news this morning okay so Danuta yes are you a criminal no okay that's <laughs> That's good to know. Well, other than other than speeding, neither am I. Uh, you oh, know. Speaking of speeding, you know, I went to get my driver's license yesterday, uh-huh. and when I was about to pay it, they said you haven't lost any demerit points. So, last oh, you're really to, not five, a criminal. Like, right? So they they <laughs> halved my cost for my driver's license. How? Oh, cool? that's Probably amazing. That's been in for a while. I've never you're, known that. So there you go. How? Man, cool you're that? really innocent. Actually, I'm not sure you would qualify <laughs> no, 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 for that. No way. <laughs> 
way. We know that here. <laughs> no way. No, that's actually, that's pretty funny. It actually reminds me, there's this this movie, this older movie that I watched when I was younger. It's a really popular movie called The Shawshank Redemption. Oh, I've seen that. And it's about them all being in a prison and, and the main character, he's framed. And that's how he mm. ends up in prison. And everyone always jokes around and they say, oh, because he keeps saying I'm innocent and they're yeah, like yeah. yeah we're all we're innocent. all innocent they say you know, and they? then towards the end of the movie they realize like wait that this guy's actually, actually innocent. innocent yeah he actually is innocent now there is a story that has come out this is Australian news of potentially one of the biggest cases of wrongfully wrongful imprisonment in Australian history mm. and it relates to a woman called Kathleen. Folbig. Mm, I've been following that story. You've been following oh, it. That okay. has fascinated me. It has because Kathleen, Fo- Kathleen Folbig was arrested in 2003, sentenced to life in prison, and was regarded as one of Australia's most hated women. Mm. Now, the reason she was is because she was convicted for killing and three of her children and manslaughtering a fourth child, mm. which mm. is incredibly heavy and hectic and you know from my point of view i'm like mate if you if you do the crime you do the time like if she had really done that that is awful and it's disgusting and they were calling her basically uh, one of australia's most prolific serial killers like a baby serial killer all of these children were were. and and they had all died between the ages of 19 days to 18 months so they all died when they were really young Uh, when the case happened and she was convicted in 2003 they the biggest source of evidence was was some of some statements in her personal diaries where she was feeling some some grief and some anger mm. about the loss of her children and they construed that to ultimately make a point that she was a serial killer of of her own children. Uh, they also I think they they would have probably, you know, put on her some some type of uh you know uh, neurological disorder like Munchausen's by proxy syndrome which is like the whole idea that, you know, it's, uh, that you're, you, someone in your care, you prescribe to them a fake diagnosis that will lead to their death to give you satisfaction, something like mm. that, or, or, or some kind of, uh, some kind of, what's what's the right word maybe maybe sympathy or attention something like this mm. but regardless like she was convicted and she has been in jail for the yes. last 20 years yes she and has. throughout that entire time she has strongly maintained her innocence and she's had one of her As best has her friend that has taken yeah, her in that's right yes. her friend tracy chapman one of her friends you know throughout that time and then afterwards yeah for 20 years years Shocking, has, has been defending her has been working on the outside with with you know various lawyers and whatever trying to get an appeal and even during that time chapman herself the friend received death threats and all kinds of insults for supporting Folbig because mm. even their their appeal their original appeal had failed and whatnot anyways up until this year because in 2018, there was a breakthrough in the case. A research team of experts, uh, including an immunologist, they found that Folbig and her a couple of her daughters actually carried a rare genetic disease, which is like CAM2G114R. Mm. It's mm. this genetic disease that basically enables like 
you know, uh, SIDS to happen like really easily, like, you know, infant death syndrome, like sudden infant death syndrome, like they can just die straight away. Yeah. Cause some of the, like, I think one, one or two of them had literally just as soon after, after birth, one was, I think up to eight months later. Yeah. And so this is why, and, and another one is, you know, several months later. And that's why where they were thinking that she was that she's had actually done this, mm. but advancements in technology mm. in these spaces has really helped for them to actually keep on searching. What is a possible cause for this possibly to have happened and so ultimately they have like gone through the case again and particularly the primary evidence which was her journal entries at the time when she was convicted of the crime it was interesting that there was no um behavior experts or analysts or whatnot who were brought on to decipher those diaries. Those statements Mm. were just used by lawyers to attack her. And that was convincing enough for the jury at the time to be able to swing them to give her a guilty verdict. Mm. Now bringing in behavioral experts Mm. and all of these things. And also as well, these medical experts Mm. doing Mm. the work with the children and finding this genetic disease and whatnot. Ultimately she has been proven innocent Yes, and she is free from prison. This woman who, yeah, for 20 years was ridiculed as Australia's most hated woman. Yes. She has been freed because she really is innocent. And I, I see some really beautiful things in this story. Some really it's really beautiful. incredible story. Like even the fact that she went for this length of time, mm. was convicted for this length of time so innocently and the injustice that has actually happened here in this case. Mm. Absolutely. And again, it's amazing justice coming to fruition yes. here after such a period of injustice. And there's, there's two particular aspects it reminds me of. For Kathleen herself and what she's been through, I think it is very Christ-esque. You know, Christ mm. being in the court in front mm. of Pilate, being accused of of falsely claiming to be the son of God, yet he really is being the only person who in the history of the world who could claim innocence Mm -hmm. and yet he is the one who was hung on a cross and he hung there for our sins. And and thankfully, and and the amazing thing is for, for Kathleen, she's actually, she was innocent. She did receive for some time, some penalty, um, but escaped it. And uh, now, which is just amazing going on to live her life as well. Her friend too, Tracy, this advocate for mm. her who stood by her side and advocating said advocating the whole time wasn't that's she that's right that sh- this woman is innocent mm. and it reminds me again of Jesus himself who like ah, i love this so much uh, this this particular passage um from oh i had it here in front of me yeah first john chapter 2 and verse 1 my little children i'm writing these things so that you may not sin but if anyone does sin we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, someone who represents us, Jesus, who stands in our place and advocates for our innocence. And the, yes. And the case for us is that we really are guilty. We, yeah, we are. We, we really are guilty. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, the right. Bible tells us. Yeah. But there is one innocent who stands in our place, yeah. and that is Jesus. And it's amazing to hear, you know, and what they're seeing now is that this will maybe be the biggest compensation payout for wrongful imprisonment ever in all time in Australian history because of what this woman's been through and whatnot. And and so I get, and she should be rewarded. Like after going through all of that, they should look after her. Absolutely. Um, but what is so amazing is that Jesus 
came, he was, you know, wrongly accused, he lived, he died, he resurrected, and now he's our advocate and our king in heaven. For us, similarly, though we have actually sinned, we have actually fallen short, we now receive a reward that oh, is far greater than earthly compensation, yes. uh, but is really yeah, heavenly Hallelujah, compensation. Hallelujah, we say. Hey. We get to go to heaven. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And it has come time for us to do our next quiz question. Please, Lawson, take it away. Yep, here we go. Next quiz question. How did Paul escape Damascus when the Jews were trying to kill him? This is a multiple choice. Was it A, he was let down from the city in a basket? B, an angel lifted him out? C, an earthquake created the means of escape? Or D, Silas came to his rescue. Or E, they flew in an Apache attack helicopter with a rope that he grabbed. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> that was but, a Lawson that, additional that was, one. That was my addition. But yeah, was it A, he was let down from the city uh, city walls in a basket. B, an angel lifted him out. C, an earthquake created a means of escape. Or D, Silas came to rescue him. If you know the answer, hey, 0491-064-669 is the number to text. And if you text that number with the correct answer, it will be a chance that you have in the draw on, well, today. 845 AM. Fantastic recipes in Revive Cookbook number eight. We've actually given some out before, and the winners have always absolutely loved them, haven't yeah. they? Yeah. Oh, man, I love them. I go to people's houses that have these cookbooks, and they cook for me, and they taste Amazing. But hey, again, 0491-064-669. And if you don't know the answer, it's A, B, C, or D, guys. A, B, C, or D. Yeah, he was let out of the city walls in a basket. An angel lifted him out. The An earthquake created a means of escape. Or Silas came to his rescue. 0491-064-669. Absolutely. Now, this time we you always have an interview. And we um, are unfortunately just waiting for a delay with the Creation Ministries team. So that will actually come later on after the 8 o'clock news. So what we've actually decided to do here, we're actually just bumping up the Bible study time. We're going to have a little bit now before the news and a little bit after the news as well. So we're hoping that you're going to come on board with that with us today mm. as we continue our series on God's mission, my mission. And we're actually looking at mission to the unreached this week. And today we're looking particularly at faith on earth. Mm. Faith is such an interesting and important word packed with meaning, isn't it? Yeah. How would you actually just say, what, why is it so significant? Uh, well, you know, I, I always love to go to de- definitions of things. I'm like, okay, what, what is a definition of faith? And we can say, oh, you know, complete trust or confidence in someone or something that's having faith or strong belief in a doctrine of religion based on spiritual conviction rather than, than proof. Um, or, you know, I think that faith very much like, contributes proof very much contributes to faith like i always give an example of that it's like i have faith that gravity will hold me to the ground and (laughs) it's and it's funny whenever i like say that i'll be you know maybe teaching a bible study or or preaching a sermon i'll be like i have faith that great uh, that uh gravity will hold me to the ground and this is why and i pull out my phone which has like a really nice case on it and i usually just drop my phone on the ground and it gives everyone a little bit of a, ooh, ooh, whoa, hey, buddy, calm down. But I know my phone will be fine. I throw it around everywhere. But um, I drop my th- phone on the ground and I'm like, see, 
That's my, that's my proof. That's why I have faith. Like I have faith that because I have witnessed my phone drop to the ground, you know, if I walk off the top of the build of a building, unfortunately that the same thing will happen to me. Like, you know, like it's, it's, I have faith because I can see this thing. But furthermore, I've now got confidence and trust as this definition is saying as well. Absolutely love what you're saying with that too. And I also love the definition that Hebrews chapter 11 actually gives. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, Mm. the evidence of things that are not seen. I love this passage. Oh, I love that you brought it up too, because this, this passage is really amazing. And in fact, I love it because for a long time I misunderstood what this meant. Mm -hmm. So for a long time I read this and I was like, faith my my output of that was faith requires evidence and and substance and I, I guess it was just me reading onto the text something that it wasn't really saying mm-hmm. because I came to the conclusion I'm like no 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 what the text is saying is that faith itself is substance and faith itself is evidence and I'm yes. like how can faith be evidence it was a huge question for me how can faith be the evidence of things unseen like so what so how did you work through that and how did what did how did you come to the conclusion well my conclusion was ultimately the reason faith is substance and evidence is well it relates to the next verse it says Mm. you know for by it for by the testimony the elders obtain a good testimony by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of god so the things which are seen are not made of the things which are visible that's right classic and important absolutely you work your way through hebrews yes and you see in the hebrews chapter 11 particularly and you see all of these examples of people living out their faith and imagine you're in that situation with them imagine you're in the situation in which moses parts the red sea and you're standing there and you're an israelite and you see moses's faith moses's faith to walk to the sea put his like start begin to walk into the, into water, the water while it's still there put his staff down yeah like and the waters divide yeah like there was obviously an amazing miracle from god but that miracle was enabled by the faith of Moses. Mm -hmm. And so we see there, it's like for, if I was an Israelite standing there, I'm looking, I'm like, Moses's faith contributes to the evidence of the unseen. Mm. Furthermore, like you could go through the the story of Joseph or the story, like David or or like even Samson's mentioned in this story. Samson kills like a thousand people with a jawbone Mm. by himself. Imagine you seeing that. Mm. Imagine you seeing it. Imagine seeing Abraham, 318 people taking on an army of a hundred thousand and winning. Yeah. If you saw that, like, again, it doesn't say in those stories that they literally saw the hand of God come down, that you just see like this random person all of a sudden gain superhuman strength and insight into how to defeat an army that big. You would start believing in the impossible. You know, mm-hmm. my mind goes to some of the discourse that came out regarding the movie Hacksaw Ridge. I remember watching a review of that movie from a secular movie reviewer, which Hacksaw Ridge, the amazing story of Desmond Doss saving like a hundred people, you know, mm. on, uh, on on Hacksaw Ridge, in Okinawa. And they're saying, like, these are atheists, well, agnostic, I would say. And they're like, man, the story just really is a miracle because how did he survive? How did he carry that many people? And it's like... His faith in God. It's like, it's the faith. faith And they're like, 
and they start saying like, man, for this to even happen, there probably has to be something there helping him. Like that's that it's impossible. It's impossible miracle. And so we see in those examples, faith being evidence. Absolutely. And that's why the faith chapter of Hebrews 11 is so important and great to read. Have a mm. read of that at home. And today, right now, we're also going to go to Matthew chapter 8. Yeah. We're going to look at verse 5 to 13. So it gives us a bit of the context, even though the crucial verses in here are verse 10 and 13. But what we're actually looking at here is Jesus is actually looking for the faith that actually shines amid the darkness or mm. even from people who are so-called non-believers but believe have faith in Jesus. Mm. And right Right here we have a fabulous story of a centurion here who has faith about what Jesus can do for his servant. Mm. So let's have a read of it. Matthew chapter 8, verse 5 to 13. Do you mind reading that? Yeah, sure. I'll pick it up in verse 5. The Bible says, Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, uh, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answers and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I am also a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. Whoa, hey. <laughs> Powerful, but anyway. Continues on, he says, And I say to you that many will come from the east and west, sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done to you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Isn't that powerful? Like what we see here is a person of authority, okay, centurion, and he says, I love this, he says in verse 8 we read, he says, but only, he says this to Jesus, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. Yeah. Like incredible faith. Right there there's an example of incredible faith in Jesus. Yeah. He'd obviously you know, he'd already heard the stories, he'd seen you know, he may have seen it from a distance. We don't know what, but what we do know is he had the faith that Jesus could actually heal his servant. His servant obviously he'd loved him dearly, he meant a lot to him because he came to Jesus to want the healing of his service. And he says, No, you don't need to come. You know, I'm not worthy mm. of it. Don't we sometimes feel like that? Like, you know, and you may have felt this particularly when you're, you know, on your journey to the Lord. And at times we can go all through those phases. And maybe some of our listeners are feeling that way today because we often say here, give Jesus a go today. Mm -mm -mm. But some might be feeling even today, I don't feel worthy to be able to come to Jesus. I've got to let go of this, 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 and this. I've got so much, you know, horrible stuff that I've been doing or am doing. How can I come to Jesus? But Jesus says, come as you are. Matthew chapter 11 says, come as you are, yeah. and I will give you rest. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. And so here the centurion says, only speak a word and my servant will be healed. And Jesus actually acknowledges this. He says, go your way, and and as you have believed, so it will be done to you. Yeah, I love this wow. passage. I, I, it is amazing. And again, it shows faith working. 
what is also I I my favorite verse in this is verse nine where he says for I am also a man under authority having soldiers under me and I say to one go yes. and he goes another one come like this is he's he's this is a person of authority this is a person of status and of standing he's a centurion he's a captain yeah and again he's he's looking at Jesus and he's making this point he's like I'm not even worthy to have you under my roof mm. and he, he's like and I understand this because I am a person of authority now often. Mm. We think like, oh, people of authority or power, often they rely on their own, their mm. own sensibilities, their own uh, resources, their own, their own stuff to, to be able to get through us. And it, it could be difficult to reach them with the message of Jesus. But he's like, Jesus, I perfectly understand who you are and your mis- mission because, dude, I, I'm a person of authority too. People listen to what I say. But he, when, when he is saying, I'm not even worthy to have you under my roof. Mm-hmm. It's because he is saying, like, I have authority over these guys, but Jesus, you have you, authority you over have, everything. That's right. You have the divine authority. authority he believes that and knows that God. here. Yeah. Um, okay, coming back to something that you were saying too, and we're just running short of time. Bruce and Liz say, Moses did not step into the water before it parted. That was at the River Jordan. The Red Sea was divided by a strong wind, and when the waters were frozen, then they entered after the wind had stopped. Yeah, mm. so, you know, they moved forward in faith, knowing that God was was leading, um, and, it was, and it was actually divided. You know, and so here we actually see the fact that we see faith stories right throughout Throughout the Bible, that's mm. why these narratives are there for us, so that we too can believe, so that we too can have this faith even amidst darkness. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.